tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. It's a beautiful morning. Welcome to Joy News Desk. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Coming up this morning, Electrochem Ghana dissociates itself for Monday's shooting incident at Adan. We are live in that community where there's an easy calm as residents keep pointing accusing fingers at the company's security operatives. Also, Ghana's Cocoa Board faces delays in securing its usual syndicated loans and turns to cocoa traders to borrow between $150 million to $200 million to partly finance bean purchases for the 2023-2024 season. How did Cocoa Board get here? We will find out. And later on Climate Focus today, we'll tell you about that groundbreaking initiative which is changing the face of agriculture in Ghana. We have business also coming up in this bulletin. Do stay for details. Rehata will present the 2023 budget to Parliament on Wednesday, 15th of November. Majority Leader Osechi Mensabunzu has confirmed. Addressing journalists at the Leaders' Media Briefing, the Swami MP explained there had been some back and forth on selecting a date for the presentation, but had settled on next week, Wednesday, in conformity with the Public Financial Management Act. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent 
Uh, Parliamentary Affairs uh, Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us with more. Kweku, at this briefing, the minority leader reiterated his side's stance on the upcoming budget. First, tell us the key issues they have asked that the budget address and their threat. Well, I shall start from the top. The finance minister is now expected to present the budget on the 15th of November, like you have said. And according to the majority leader, I'll say Chairman Sabunsu, there were key other issues that Parliament was considering together with government to set this date for the 2024 budget to be presented. Among others, the funeral or the state funeral of the former First Lady Theresa Kufour, among other things. But invariably, because the public financial management takes a certain level of date, that has been done now, and we expect the minister to come before the House next week, Wednesday, to present the 2024 budget. When you go to the minority side, the minority that Kisela took reiterating a stance that their side will push against the approval of the budget if, a key, if some key issues are not dealt with. You will recall last week the statement on the floor having to do with the Akosombo Dam spillage and the resettlement issues. The minority have also said that if the 2024 budget does not come with adequate addressing of the key issues facing the victims of the floods, they will oppose the budget. They've also spoken about the general hospital and government's um, failure to actually construct a hospital for the people of La and its um, surrounding communities. And then we've also heard from the minority leader who has said that the government must address high taxes. They must address some of the key issues that have plagued the economy over the last few years. So these are the key issues the minority have put out saying that if the budget comes without addressing same, they will not vote for it. Of course, the minority by themselves may not be able to do this because of the numbers and the way they stand in the House. The majority side, the NPP government, together with independent, independent MP, have 138 MPs on the floor. If they're able to bring any of them to the floor on any day that a vote will be taken, they will get the 2024 budget through, as you have seen in previous occasions. Kweku Asante is our correspondent okay. in Parliament. We'll definitely bring you more in Parliament. Kweku, if you're still there, what's the agenda for the House this morning? We know that the uh, Minister for Energy and uh, VRE is billed to, be, uh, to face Parliament to explain the spillage and its devastating effects. We also know about the EC appearing in the House. What more will be happening today? Um, yes, the Energy Minister, Dr. Matthew Opoku Prempe, will come to Parliament by way of a statement to brief MPs on the Akosombo Dam spillage and what DRA did and what it did not do. Recall that the minority MPs had asked for a parliamentary probe as to what exactly happened that the flood could not be stopped or minimized in terms of the impact on the so many communities that are dotted across or just near the banks of the Volta River. So this statement will serve as a further prelude as to whether or not now there will be the need for a parliamentary inquiry. Mind you, the Speaker of Parliament last week had ordered that there be a parliamentary inquiry into this. But what the House settled on now is for the VRA to come by way of a statement through the Energy Minister, who has audience on the floor on this. And so if you look at the other paper, it has been advertised that Matthew Poku Prempe will come by way of a statement on that. You also spoke about the Electoral Commission, who are expected to come to Parliament in a closed-door setting to brief MPs on the just-ended limited voter registration exercise and a number of issues that they are dealing with. We expect that the EC's insistence on passing a CI that will make the Ghana card the sole identity document 
will be high on the agenda. So the issue will also come, but that will be a committee of the whole, and the expectation is that that may be a closed setting and the media may not be allowed into that. But we are waiting for that to happen. The House has not started sitting as we speak, but these are key issues that it will be considered. Well, Guatante is our parliamentary affairs correspondent. Definitely there's more coming to you from Parliament in our subsequent bulletins. Meanwhile, NDC MPs are threatening to oppose the 2024 budget if government does not make adequate commitment to construct the La General Hospital. Government demolished the facility prior to the 2020 election to construct a new facility, but almost no work has been done. We'll hear from MP for Dododio Nilante Vanderpoel who has uh, threatened uh, and he leads the minority caucus. But first, listen to MP for La Dadekotopon, Rita Odole Soa, who delivered a stern rebuke of government in a statement on the floor. In 2023, three years after the demolition, the presidential advisor on health, following a long line of excuses, disclosed that government was now tirelessly working to unveil a roadmap for the construction of the La General Hospital. This chronology of events has only deepened the public mistrust and cynicism within the La Dadekotopon constituency. Our people yearn for a fulfillment of this long-standing promise and their patience is wearing thin. Therefore, I passionately employ this house to assertively call upon the government to expedite allocation of the necessary resources and get the contractor to site without delay to commence construction of the hospital project. Mr. Speaker, as the elected representative of the good people of La Dadekotopon, I see and hear the frustrations of residents of La Session and Osu about the delayed promise to deliver an ultra-modern international and 21st century hospital. They are tired of being doubting Thomases. They desperately want to believe that government will keep to its promise and give the good people of Ladade Kotopon the actual date for the commencement of the La General Hospital project. I thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Meanwhile, well, MP for Dododio and uh, the leader of the Greater Carino Caucus in Parliament has vowed the NDC will use all tools at its disposal to block approval of the 2024 budget if adequate commitments are not made to complete the hospital. As we are speaking today, in the next budget, we will want to see a commitment to the commencement of work on the large general hospital. It shouldn't be any promise. We want to see it in the next budget. Mr. Speaker, on this note, I am the chairman of the Greater Grand Caucus of the minority. You are on our land, and I'm assuring you, if we don't see it in the budget, we will not make the budget in this house come out. We will make sure that sitting will be disrupted until we see the large general hospital captured in the budget. We will show you that we are on our land. In fact, this will be another showdown. We will make sure that the Minister of Health and the Minister of Finance will not enjoy the peace in their ministries. We are going to marshal the people of La and Kamachi 
to occupy your offices if you don't work on the Lajana Hospital. Majority Leader Saeche Mensa Bonso asked the Speaker to order the Health Minister to appear before MPs to explain why there is a delay. I will plead that we bring the Minister of Health here to relate to this matter because I, I agree that the hospital uh, ought to be reconstructed and that the sooner it is done, the better it will be for the people there. Mr. Speaker, my own became necessary to be done because now from Swami, from Swami to Wa on that stretch of about 300 kilometers, previously there was no government health facility. Now you meet one at Offenso, which is owned by the Catholic Church, the uh, St. Patrick Hospital, then you get to Techiman, which is owned by the Catholic again, Holy Family Hospital. Then you proceed to Wenchi. The one there is owned by the Methodist, Hospital, uh, Methodist Church. Until you get to Bali. So, health facilities, all of us need to be concerned. And we should urge government to deal with this matter as a matter of urgency. I agree with my colleague who has read the statement expressing concern by the speaker to inform that something is being done to deal with the problem. But as I said, it will require us to bring the Mesa for Health here so that we'll be able to talk to the issues in a better way than I have done. The speaker consequently directed the health minister to appear before the House on that matter. The Minister for Health comes to the House to brief the House on the state of the completion of the La Government Hospital, as so direct. Away from Parliament, Electrochem Ghana Limited has denied any involvement in Monday's shooting in Adan, which has left two people dead. A statement issued by the company condemned their attacks and indicated it was awaiting police report on the incident to provide more detailed response. Meanwhile, residents continue to point accusing fingers at the security operatives of the company for their attacks, heightening tension in the community. My colleague, Carlos Colony is in that community to speak with some traditional authorities. He joins me live with more. Carlos, what can you report from the community? This are live pictures from Tofloko in the Adan West District, uh, where about two days ago, uh, a young man was allegedly killed due to some uh, clashes between the community of Tofloko as well as, um, you know, uh, Electrochem uh, Company. And so we are in the community. And as you can see in your picture, uh, members of this community are livid. They are really not happy about the situation. Uh, that actually occurred two days ago and they have been making a lot of demands and so we are here to speak to a few of them to understand uh, the concerns that they have 
uh, the elders of the community are here currently, as well as the youth and as uh, you may have followed there's been some um, disturbances in there and uh, the residents are blaming Electrochem Ghana for those disturbances that has led uh, some uh, dead and in a statement released by Electrochem it says the attention of the management of Electrochem Ghana has been drawn newspaper publication and comments in social media linking Electrochem to the unfortunate death of a resident in Adan. We would like to state emphatically devoid of any equivocation that the company has no hand in the said incident. I'll bring you more of the details. Carlos Caloni is back on. Um, Carlos, tell me more about what is happening in the community right now. Business or salt mining. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So we were there, the people in the electrochem car just alight and they drop out of the car. So a satellite happened, they were trying to take the tapulis that had the salt on it and they were gathering, the, we confronted to ask them, ah, why are you doing this to us? Immediately we asked questions, the guys that came, with, we, we deterred them as langas. They come out with calculus, started booting eyes, everybody, if you get close to them, they'll cut you. They hit almost about six or seven people with the cutlass. So then everybody that when they go with empty hand, so they become afraid. We start running towards house to call on people to help us. So before then, then one of our guys tried to confront them. So they heard him, the people were shouting, they should leave it. So that time people were trying to get closer to them. Then the people in the police uniform started straight to the floor on the floor. It just gone just like that. So, so you witnessed the incident yourself? Yes, I'm there myself. I'm there myself. I'm there to take a video. They chased me. They chased me. So I to run for my life. I'm exactly point what the so we'll try and get Carlos Coloni back on the line to tell us more um, about what the residents are saying currently but in that statement released by Electrochem Ghana it says that it has no hand in it and it says we are very much aware the police have taken the issue up and are investigating the case including uh, the coming up with autopsy report due to confidence we have in the Ghana police we have decided to wait and come out with a more detailed press release on the incident since we will not want to preempt the workings of the police we wish to state our commitment to working with the people of Adan for our mutual benefit
Ghana is seeking to borrow $400 million from cocoa traders to finance industry operations as it struggles to secure an annual loan from international banks amid a government debt restructuring. The Ghana Cocoa Board, the industry regulator known as Cocoa Board, is tapping traders including Olam Group Limited to pre-finance seedlings, chemicals, fertilizers and purchases of beans from farmers in the 2023-2024 season. Uh, uh, One of our members of our research desk, Kofi Ujjay, joins me with more on this. Kofi, what more do we know about this? You can hear me. Cocoa Board in the 2023-2024 season needs about 1.2 billion US dollars to finance uh, the purchases of uh, cocoa beans. And so usually we get this syndicated loan from a group of banks, but because of the debt restructuring that has currently uh, decided to include, um, you know, syndicated loans and loans from Cocoa Board, we are finding it very hard to get this 1.2 billion loan uh, from the bank. So what we are doing is that uh, we are now, you know, making arrangements and talking to Cocoa traders to currently come in our way and help us close the gap of that 1.2 billion. So this year, for instance, that 1.2 billion, the $800 million of it will come from syndicated loans from banks, and we are expecting $400 million also from uh, the cocoa traders and other sources. And what we know is that currently we've been able to borrow between $150 million to $200 million dollars from this, um, you know, cocoa traders. And we are hoping that the cocoa syndicated loan amount of $800 million will come in quickly. So what's the implication of not having the syndicated loan at the time that uh, it's supposed to come in? Right. So this is the money or facility that helps Cocoa Board to actually go ahead to do the purchases of cocoa. So what we know is that once Cocoa Board gets this syndicated loan um, amount in dollars, uh, it comes or hits the account of Bank of Ghana, and Bank of Ghana usually gives them, um, you know, CD equivalent, and they use the dollars to actually help us, you know, stabilize the CD. And so remember that last year when we found ourselves in that difficult situation where we couldn't get money from the Eurobond market. There was a syndicated loan plus that $750 million loan that we actually got from other sources that helped us to stabilize the city. And so we are not just looking at a loan to Cocoa Board, but rather a means to which Bank of Ghana is able to get Forex or foreign liquidity to help us stabilize the city. Is this and the so, first time... Yeah. Kofi, uh, is this the first time Cocoa Board is doing this? I mean, getting loans from um, companies to support uh, the buying of chemicals, beans, and all of that in waiting of a syndicated uh, loan? We are actually trying to find, um, you know, answers to that uh, question from Cocoa Board itself. But what we know is that this arrangement is uh, quite new because we know Cocoa Board usually will, will go to a group of banks. They will borrow from banks and not cocoa traders. Uh, so we are trying to find out from Cocoa Board if this is the first time they are doing this arrangement. And with this arrangement, how different is it from 
the syndicated loan that they usually get from the banks, whether the interest is higher or what are some of the conditionalities. Uh, but what we know is that this is not the way Cocoa Board usually raise money to buy cocoa beans. They usually resort to uh, syndicated or a group of banks to actually come in with that money. Kofi AJ is with our research desk. He's our in-house data analyst. Let's share with you by, by way of background to this. So if you look at the total amount to be borrowed, it's $1.2 billion. And $800 million is from syndicated lenders, whilst $400 million will be coming from other sources. And this is what... Uh, we're hearing has delayed and which has allowed Cocoa to now look elsewhere for loans from Cocoa Traders. So between 150 million to 200 million dollars uh, is being borrowed from Cocoa Traders. And they, uh, we are trying to find out if it's, if it's the first time they're doing this. But we're also told that finance, uh, so that amounts is to finance being purchases. And since 2023-24 season opened due to a delay in the securing of the bank loans. So we are trying to find out if it is the first time uh, this is happening and really what is causing the delay in getting the loan from the international banks. Well, this morning, there's renewed pressure on President Ekofuado to take advantage of his last year in office to dismiss non-performing ministers and reduce the size of his government. The finance minister will be presenting the 2024 budget later this month in the midst of Ghana's worst economic crisis in a generation that has forced the country back to the IMF. Speaking on PM Express last night, economist and former board chairman of Unilever, Dr. Ish- Shmuel Yamsin says the president has a final opportunity to salvage his legacy. The numbers only created more costs for this country. What about the value that they created? The well, well, if, if we have created value, we shouldn't be with IMF. Because we should have been able to pay our debts and pay the interest, create, build all the hospitals, uh, even if not all of them, most of them build the roads. There are so many things that were promised. How many of them have been delivered? So we have had all these people running all over around. And if they had created value, then we should not be in the mess we are in today. But we are in. And that's why I'm saying that is history now mm-hmm. for me. Let's take a step back as a country and ask us some very fundamental questions. I always say, if you if are appointed as a CEO, for a country that is for a company that is bleeding money and make be making losses for let's say nine, ten years. You ask yourself, what can I do to turn this business around? You look at all your cost profile, you look at your revenue profile, the things you can do better, the thing you will stop doing, the things you you know, you do all those analysis before you then decide what to do. And you then say, I can build this business in one year, two years, three years, four years. But our leaders come to office on promises. I will do this. There was one particular president not to be mentioned. When he went first to parliament, I counted 192 1,092 promises. 
And I called my secretary and I said, even if this one is going to deliver even one a day, how many of them can he deliver? But I shall, I will, I shall. We counted them all. So you come into office with all these promises. Sometimes they haven't even taken the trouble to understand how much it's going to cost them to deliver those promises. But they put them out there. Then they go into your office, they have to deliver by hook or crook, and they drive the country down. So for me, Evans, I don't believe that we still have digested why, first of all, what brought us to where we are today? Mm -hmm. What should we stop doing, right? And what should we start doing? Because if we don't just understand those things, we are going nowhere. We can get all the support from anybody, we will still waste the money. Stakeholders in the maritime industry are raising concerns over the lack of comprehensive information and data about Ghana's fisheries and maritime space. Their primary objective is to demystify the industry, highlighting its significance and deepening understanding among various groups. The concerns were raised at a dissemination workshop on transparency and accountability in the fisheries sector organized by the Center for Maritime Law and Security Africa. Aimed at enhancing transparency within the fishery sectors of Benin, Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana and Senegal served as a platform for stakeholders to discuss pertinent issues and propose viable solutions. The program hosted by the Center for Maritime Law and Security Africa shed light on the critical need for accessible and accurate data in Ghana's maritime industry. Dr. Rebecca Chirwa Isamwa is a senior researcher and the program's manager at the Center for Maritime Law and Security Africa. Transparency has to be defined in our context, in the Ghanaian context when we talk about fishery sector transparency. What do we want to see? Of course, there are so many um, studies that have been conducted. There are other arrangements under, for instance, the Fisheries Transparency, Transparency Initiative. There are others under FCWC, even under EJF. But are these compatible with the things that we expect to see in our fisheries sector, looking at our long-term goals? So one thing is, for instance, to make information as available as possible, make decision-making as inclusive, not to just have the stakeholders on the table, but not having a voice. So these are some of the main things that we found across all the four countries under the project. To give a voice to the stakeholders, the resource users, to say that these are our challenges, these are the bottlenecks to transparency, and therefore they need to improve them. The president of the Canoe Fishermen and Gear Owners Association of Ghana, Nana Kweja, stated some of the reasons that undermine the work they do as stakeholders in the fishery space. We see trans, transparency as tenet of good fisheries governance. And we are concerned about access to information because as fishers and resource users, we find it a responsibility to participate actively in the management and governance of the fisheries. That can be done only when we are well informed about state of affairs. It is therefore important for us to have access to information. 
chair of the Fisheries Commission Board and a professor of fisheries science at the University of Ghana, Professor Francis Nunu, emphasized the importance of transparency, highlighting how it can foster accountability and improve overall governance in the fisheries sector. Uh, we want to see this information being made available freely or in some available method electronically, etc., either on the website or available to the public so that people will know uh, the numbers and what is happening in the industry. It will be useful for policy decision making, formulation of policy, and other things that are needed, uh, even for the gathering of inputs inputs for fishermen and all that. Uh, the government will also be able to inform itself on the level of subsidies, whether we are reducing subsidies or we are increasing subsidies. All these things uh, will be informed by... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The data from the project. The workshop's overarching goal was to encourage a more inclusive and informed approach to managing the fisheries and maritime space in the region, ensuring sustainable practices and fostering a thriving maritime ecosystem. Road users plying the Bamboy Sola Wa Highway have expressed worry over the deplorable nature of the roads. According to the people, the deplorable nature of that road, which they have described as a death trap, has increased the traveling time, cost of maintenance of their vehicles, and loss of pregnancies. During uses of a West Regional correspondent, Rafiq Salam, who recently used the road reports, despite promises made by governments to fix the road three years ago, very little has changed. The Bombay Solawa Highway is the 12th most important highway in the country, located in the Savannah region. The 200 kilometers highway since the days of yore has been an albatross hanging on the neck of governments, but their approach to fixing it has been the tortoise approach, doing it piecemeal. Lebanese-based Ghanaian contractor PNW Ghanem credited for constructing over 95% bituminous roads in the Upper West region was given the honors tax to fix the road in the early 90s. Due to the erratic payment pattern by the government, he struggled for almost two decades before he completed the road and linked the region to the former Bronghafu region. The people were happy, especially commuters from the Upper West region. The region then had a notorious tag of being the only region that was not connected to any other regional capital in the country by that road. Almost 15 years after its completion, the road appears to be back at where it was and probably in a more deplorable and dangerous state. Three years ago, toll booth operators were often the subject of verbal assault by drivers as a result of the poor nature of the road. Because things are not easy for us yet. So like I was just complaining to you, one day before you come, you will not find this structure here. They will come and beat us, even burn us. Some drivers have been given under assurance. We feel, more, we feel more threatened. Because sometimes when some come and they are talking, you can see that they are, they are very serious. They don't just say it in a joke. 
They don't say it in a joke. And others even come and they don't even pay the toll again. Because they said they are, they are, they are fed up of paying. And they have not been seen that the road is uh, repairing. This was the very road that Roads and Highways Minister Christian Mankwata made an emphatic and ear-pleasing statement for commuters. He stated that they are not only going to fix the potholes or gullies on the road, but it will be given a facelift. Three years on, the condition of the road has however worsened, increasing arm robbery, cost of vehicular maintenance and traveling time. Over 60 kilometers of the road stretching from Newale to Sola was awarded to 10 contractors for portal patching, routine maintenance and sector repair works three years ago. Only three contractors came to the site. Very little work was done by the contractors. Even the few kilometers that they had between the surface on is now giving way to port and manholes again. Yes, because the potholes are very deep. They are very, very deep. So, yes, something should be done about it. In fact, even the 4x4 vehicles are finding it difficult. How much more this small vehicle? Here at Tuna, which is a business hub of the Solotuna Calabar district, I bump into these visible angered private commercial operators at Tuna and they shared their frustrations. What holes? What deep, deep ones? You break into a hole, it takes you 10 minutes to remove your, your car from the hole. Serious, especially from here to New Orleans. Brutal. Before you go to war, you repair your car before you come to back to Tuna, the car is gospel again. In fact, we are suffering. It's like we are now working for uh, uh, parts. Always we change our suckers, always. We change our lower arms. Everything. If a vehicle plies through Wa and Tuna, within one week, you have to go in for maintenance for like about three days before you can be able to apply on the road. I am a victim of uh, 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 what I'm talking about. I was robbed at Mankuma because of the nature of the road. And it's like we have police trying to assist us, but the police that we have around this area, is, they are not enough to the extent that one police to a vehicle. So we still have this and robbers even catching across when the escort is even going. If your vehicle breaks down, you are hardly sometimes you are likely to be uh, attacked. Another is this new Nigerian, Alfred Yahya Mahama, and who also doubles as the chief of Gwenfo. Well, presently, the road is so terrible and it's almost a death trap. This is the worst time that this road has ever been. This is the worst stage since everything. I have been planning this road since 1943. And uh, when it was uh, put in good shape, I mean, we were all enjoying it. But for about three years now, uh, regrettably, uh, it has worsened. Businesswoman Hana Opoku, who had maternal relations here at Una, posited that apart from the increase in the cost of business, the deplorable roles has also resulted in women losing their pregnancies. An example is that of her friend. Hers was a miscarriage. She was pregnant in her third, fourth month. And she's also a business lady as I am. So she was going to work to buy some items. When she returned from work around seven in the night, she lost her pregnancy because of the bad nature of the road. The road users appeal to the government to come to their aid. I will appeal to him to consider us in the north here. He should not only uh, take his consideration on the sadness. This road is linking the north to the south. And he has to consider us, not only as uh, 
people from the Savannah or Northern region, but from here even to Burkina. So from Bombay up to Wa is one of the most terrible roads you can ever find in the country. So if the president could uh, upgrade it for us, if you are not able to uh, resurface it, then the best thing is to grade it so that we will know that we are no more using uh, uh, sort of uh, 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 tired road. We the people, we are suffering because of the road. It's no good at all. And we are pleading. They should come to our aid. Because this time around, other places they say no road, no vote. And this is the time to we are also, we would not say, but we are pleading to His Excellency the President, Nanado. He should kindly come to our aid and help us. Pastor, we are appealing to the government to come to our aid, or else we are dying. Seriously. Reporting for the news, Rafik Salam, Tuna. In the heart of West Africa, a groundbreaking initiative is changing the landscape of agriculture. The ECOWAS Agroecology Program, backed by the European Union and the French Development Agency, is on a mission to combat climate change and revolutionize food security. That it's on the fields of Ghana that the true seeds of transformation are taking root at Saidi in the Etrima Umwabija South District in the Ashanti region. Mahun Mohamed Nouruddin Hasmo. Meet the heroes of this change, the Center for No-Till Agriculture, the Crops Research Institute, and the National Association of Farmers and Fishermen Award Winners Association of Ghana. Together, they have formed a partnership that goes by the name of Promoting Agroecological Practices for Improved Maize Production and a Healthy Environment, Papishi. Dr. Kofi Boa is the Director for Center for No-Till Agriculture. With the support of Mfawaga, the local level, the farmers, the local farmer group, this field has been prepared and is looking at what is it that we do in terms of the short fallows where we're using the leguminous cover crops and then also showcasing the climate smart maize all put together in the conservation agric system. And you see the trees around. Also emphasizing the need for the inclusion of trees in the farming system. And then we're also looking at what is it that we do in terms of integrating cereals and the leggings, more especially the cover crop. So the basic thing that we're doing here is getting farmers to appreciate what there is to do through the agroecology farming system to sustain the productivity of our fields. Papishi is not just a partnership, it is a movement. A participatory project has been initiated to establish an agroecology demonstration field that showcases innovative technologies. These are not just buzzwords, they are the key to sustainable farming. But what sets this initiative apart is its dedication to unlocking the full potential of nature. The star of the show, Makuna, this cover crop yields a bounty of biomass that nurtures vital soil microorganisms. Dr. Boa again. Today we have introduced farmers to the key elements of agroecological farming. The fact that we're able to leave some scattered trees on the farm, the fact that we are able to keep the soil covered, the fact that we are doing the rotations, integrating the cover crops. 
or in the name of ensuring that we're able to sustain the productivity of a given piece of land. And we have brought farmers here from far and near to show them the potential of the technology so that they get convinced to take it up and also show it to the other farmers. A true win-win for farmers and the environment. Esther Insia Asari is a farmer. Well, at first I didn't know much about cover crop. I was into chemical application. I bought a lot of fertilizers in order to earn good results at my farm. But through this training, I've been able to know much about cover crop, what to plant and when to plant it. Esther is excited about the technology. As we all know here, we have challenges with uh, the weather climate because sometimes we have to wait till it rains before we can start cultivating our things. Purposely because we, we cannot plant on dry season. Because when you plant, we have the fear that our things may die. This time, through this project, we have been educated that we can plant even during the dry season if we decide not to burn our bushes, but rather maintain the weeds on the ground. It will keep the soil moist all the time and also it will allow certain uh, worms also to penetrate or stay in the land and also maintain or repair our lands for us. Weather patterns have changed over the years and this has direct impact on farming activities. Farmers say there is the need to learn systems that would help them protect the environment and end more. <laughs> Reverend Philip Nana Yao Opoku is a farmer. I didn't actually know about using cover crops like Mukuna, Cannavalia. I've never even heard of them until now. So it looks, um, it's clear that I've learned how to use these cover crops to improve the land's nutrients, to reduce the use of the artificial fertilizers like the NPK and other um, soil enriching artificial fertilizers. On these fields, you would also find a local champion, Smart Maze, developed by scientists at Crop Research Institute. This maize variety boasts an incredible ability to withstand water scarcity. Dr. Boa says it is not just about the maize, it is about the innovative farming technique. Well, as to the names, <laughs> what is happening, these are local names, and they, the names reflect the value of the varieties. The climate smart maize, like this one that you're seeing is uh, Opebro. Ope in the local language, uh, it means drought. And so it's a way of getting people to appreciate the fact that there are varieties, just like the, the there are varieties 
that can, to some extent, withstand the drought. And the unique thing about what is happening here is that we know conservation agriculture builds resilience in the soil to support crop growth. If you put climate smart crop varieties together with conservation agriculture, you are then securing the maximum success of the farming enterprise. You also got to hear about the Zamza. What we're looking at is a dual purpose cowpea. Cowpea that can give you grain and at the same time give you enough fodder, either for human consumption, for livestock, or for soil conditioning. No-till technology takes center stage directly showing seas into living mulch, conserving water. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And preventing erosion balance is at the heart of these practices. But there is something even more profound. These innovative practices aren't just about improving crop yields. They are about ensuring a sustainable future. And as this community comes together, sharing knowledge and supporting one another, the promise of a brighter, greener, and more food secure future becomes a reality. From Ghana's fields to the entire West African region, the ECOWAS agroecology program and partnership like Papishi are showing the seeds of change, climate change, food security, and agricultural sustainability. These are not just challenges, but opportunities for a better, greener future. Airport by Mohamed Nuruddin. A report by Mohamed Nuruddin taking us to a break for business on Joy News Desk.
an exhilarating experience at the main fair of the 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. Doors will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day to welcome you. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. Whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or looking for upgrades, this fair is your destination for all things housing. Encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from Ghana's housing and construction sectors. Engage the experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Planned City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats, Rent to Own, and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough. Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, complete security solution. DBS, your roof experts. Virtual Infosec Africa, security solutions by design. St. Gobain, making the world a better plan. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi by HDG Homes Limited. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao. General Manager of GB Foods Ghana, David Aflu, has indicated that the company plans to increase sourcing of inputs such as tomatoes locally to reduce imports. According to him, this is not only aimed at increasing and improving the quality of products, but also impacting communities the company operates in through job creation for the youth. He was speaking at GB Foods' 50th anniversary celebration. Food production brand GB Foods has celebrated its 50th anniversary to mark its existence on the African continent. The company also indicated that it has plans to integrate locally, enhance the economic prospect of African nations while fostering growth in various sectors. 
General Manager of GB Foods, Ghana, David Aflu, said the project will effectively reduce importation and propel the growth of the company. In Ghana, we manufacture 100% of our tomato mix in Ghana. We have said publicly that we are committed to backward integration in Ghana. That is growing our own tomatoes in Ghana to use for the manufacture of our products. But these things take time. You need to have conversations with stakeholders, government and all of that. And these conversations are currently taking place. But we are not even waiting. We are currently even starting with a pilot program where we are even doing already a pilot of some farm in the Afram Plains to grow tomatoes on a small scale. Deputy Minister of Trade and Industry Nanama Dukwai Siama called on businesses to continuously support government efforts towards the reduction of post-harvest losses to safeguard Ghana food security. You'll agree with me that the company's operation and future strategic plans are in line with government's industrial transformation agenda that seeks amongst others to one supports the reduction of perennial post-harvest loss of tomato in the country two enhance food security and nutritional value three contribute income securities particularly to the rural communities in the tomato value chain four support import substitution and generation of foreign exchange through exports. Five, promote employment generation, contribute to enterprise development, as well as diversification of rural economies. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, as a government, we are committed to building a a vibrant business environment that will attract and sustain the needed investment from the private sector. Global Chief Executive of GB Food, Ignacy Riku, reiterated the company's commitment towards contribute to economic development through upscaling and creation of opportunities for the youth. From its inception, GB Foods sought not to only provide nourishment, but be a part of everyday lives of millions of families and bringing our expertise and commitment to quality in every meal. These bold moves and initiatives saw us double our revenue in the last five years. GB Foods has weathered storms, always emerging stronger, always pushing forward, always delivering while transforming. Our hallmark is our resilience and endurance. We do not abandon our consumers even in tough times. The company also plans to establish a GB Food Impact Hub to help accelerate positive change in food systems. Now, the Swiss ambassador to Ghana, Simone Geiger, has said that Ghana's political stability is a major feature helping attract Swiss companies to open businesses in Ghana. She says the country has a workforce ready to explore gains in the ICT sector. Here's more. Attracting investors into many West African countries have been a major challenge due to political instability. However, Ghana is one of the countries in the West African sub-region to have witnessed stability attracting investors all over the world. The Swiss ambassador to Ghana, Simone 
jigais of the view that Ghana is a fertile investment destination due to its political stability. Speaking to Joy Business after Swiss tech firm Engine opened its new head office in Chado in the Greater Accra region, Ambassador Jiga said more Swiss companies are exploring venture opportunities with Ghanaian businesses. They really checked out different locations. And I think what really speaks of Ghana is once, you know, the especially the political stability that you have here. So you have a certain predictability. Um, it gives you business continuity. And then, of course, again, you have, very, uh, you have many good um, universities in the country, especially also good uh, universities that, um, in, in technical fields. So that, that speaks of Ghana. And then you have a very useful population that is also eager to work, that is looking for opportunities. And all these elements combined, I think, make, make actually um, Ghana a very good place uh, where to invest. On this part, the Chief Executive Officer of Engine Ghana, David Gou, said the aim of the company is to create thousands of jobs for young Ghanaians who will be employable all over the world. Give our, our partners a lot more confidence that we are ready for business. So we acquired this uh, big space. We intend to hire, as mentioned earlier on, about 100 plus young people. Already we have quite a number of them working for us. But we started with very few, um, you know, graduates, and now they are working for big clients in Europe. And um, uh, our intention is to ensure that we maintain the quality. We we get people who are capable of meeting international standards and able to support um, clients in Europe and other parts of the world. You know, these days people. Are very, especially young people are very concerned about jobs, right? What we can do with engine is to make sure that we, we get young people, we train them to meet international standards, we convince our clients abroad to hire them so they can sit in our office and then work for international organizations. A board member of Engine Technology Solutions, Derek Smith, said the company will continue to invest in the tech space to drive growth. The Ghanaian economy is twofold. On the one hand, we're going to provide very good jobs to talented people. So uh, it's a great opportunity to, let's say, grow a young company, uh, even not fully experienced, but to get trained and, and develop yourself. So we'll be working with clients across the world, starting with Switzerland and Germany, but others in the future. All right, and that's it for this segment. The news returns after this. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 